Well, thank you for listening to this new podcast on the go, where we will talk some sports, community activities, lifestyle trends, and more. I'm David Endress. You may know me as one of the hosts of Day Radio's Morning Blend. Well, the state of Oregon has been blessed with many great high school football coaches throughout the years. It's an impressive list of men who have dedicated their lives to helping boys transition into adulthood by teaching them discipline, accountability, and what it means to be a team player by the work that they do both on the field and in the classroom. Right at the top of that list is an outstanding coach and person of faith who is still calling the signals. Today, he is Steve Corey, the longtime head football coach at Lake Oswego High School, where he has won two state championships. Steve, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Great to see you. Hey, great seeing you, Dave. It's a pleasure to be here today. Well, can you imagine that you'd be here this long coaching football? I tell you what, it's kind of funny. You know, you run into people all the time, of course, and always the question comes up, well, how long have you been there? You know, and then you start, right. you have to say it. I've been there 31 years. And then I followed up by, I started when I was 12. So don't get any ideas about how old I'm getting there you or whatever. Go. But I like yeah, that. man, it's been a, it's been a great run. It's been a lot of fun. And, and you know how everything is in life. Time just flies by, you know? So looking back and seeing 31 years, uh, man, it's hard to believe. That is amazing. That's 31 years of coaching. And I was looking, I went into the uh, record books, thanks to my good buddy over at the OSAA, Steve Walker. Oh, who, sure. uh, he, he always has a great list of stats. So did you know this? No, so, I'm, I can uh, tell you right now I didn't, okay. whatever it is. So you are the in 11th place of all-time winningest football coaches in the state. Let me tell you what that tells you. I've got a bunch of good players that have played for me, yeah. and I've got a great staff. You know, yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting, too, when you talk about stats. And I really never know anything stats right. like that yeah. you know what i mean i really sure. don't um so it's kind of cool when i do hear them you know it's like oh yeah. wow that, that's kind of a, a cool deal you know i'm good friends with ken potter oh yeah at, at jesuit high school and uh, ken and i talk oh gosh once a week during the season and mm-hmm. then we stay in touch and get together and have lunch and um and he's approaching the all-time record he is yeah and i i don't i think maybe it'll be another season that mm-hmm. before he gets that thing but what an accomplishment that is. You know, you talk yeah. about something that uh, that's big time. Now, he's been there three or four years longer than, than I've been here. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's a, it, it, when you start talking about things like that, it's, it, it's cool to kind of compare things. Yeah, and I think with Ken, he was like eight away, eight wins away from the top, as okay. I recall. And you, by as I recall the stats, you were like, six wins away from entering into the top 10 right ahead of you. And you, you may remember the name Don Requa. Oh yeah. At Pendleton. Yeah, I yeah. sure do know yeah. that name well. And he was a great high school coach and uh, did a great job there at Pendleton. And yeah. that one, one man show and you'd go to the horse, uh, you know, the yeah. barn or whatever that's to play right. games. We went over there a few times in my career at Lake Oswego, but yeah, what a, what a, that's a great name. So yeah, that's an honor. Yeah. So you're, you're almost in the top All 10. Right, now, man, I hang keep around and keep going. You gotta, you gotta get into that top 10. So go, going back, you went to Lake Ridge high school, which is kind of ironic since you're the crosstown coach at it, Lake Oswego. It really is. We don't talk about it much. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah, you're right though. Lake Ridge High School. So who was your coach at Lake Ridge back Tom in the day? Smythe. Oh, Tom's gosh. the yeah. guy that's uh, probably in the record book somewhere. Absolutely. Along the line. He, yeah. 
he was my high school coach at Lake Ridge, and then we became very good friends, and, and we've stayed in touch ever since. He, he's now living over in Europe. He's coached over there for, for many years. Oh, wow, I didn't different. know that. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I played for uh, for Tom, and, and it was a great experience. I moved into the area, so my father, as you know, was a coach. Right. And so he came here. It was the World Football League, if you I, remember that. I now, do indeed, Some yeah. of your listeners probably will remember that. Sure. You know, it's a long time ago now, but that's what got us here, my family here, and we uh, we lived on the, the Lake Ridge side. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty new school at the time. I think it was three years old at the time. It was, okay. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, it was a great experience, a great introduction to the town, and uh, had, nice. had a good experience for two years over there. Yeah, Tom Smythe, yeah, really a legend in coaching in the state for sure. He's won numerous state titles at different schools. In fact, he won a state title at my alma mater, McNary. Oh, boy, yeah. yeah. He, that, he had a great team. We played them in the semifinals that mm-hmm. year, and it was just a barn burner. They yeah. ended up beating us, and they went on the next week and, and won the title. But, yeah, Tom's a Tom's a great uh, great mentor and a and a fine football yeah. coach that's great I, I did not realize yeah. he was your coach that's, yeah. that's that's really cool so then from lake ridge high school for you it was on to oregon state university uh 1976 as i recall and that's where you and i i think kind of got to know one another was through oregon state and you then played for craig furtick yes yeah, yeah. man that you do have a good yeah. memory buddy yeah. i do yeah, remember craig that. furtick and it was another ironic thing about that is craig had coached with my dad in the World Football League. So oh, no kidding. when we moved here, Craig was part of the staff. He'd come from USC and he was the offensive coordinator. So I got to know him obviously through the through the family and yeah. and then when the the uh, World Football League kind of dissolved was around the same time that mm-hmm. Craig took the job at Oregon State. In fact, I think one of the main reasons he was such a candidate other than his background at USC and right. stuff was he was here in Portland and it, the World Football League for that one year, okay. then took the job. And of course, I, I knew him from the experience of him coaching with my dad. And so it was, you know, and I was recruited by other schools and it was just a real comfort to, yeah, to yeah. go with him. And, sure. and uh, yeah, so anyway, Craig was the coach for my four years. That's great. And then you went on to become an All-American wide receiver, 1979, All-American. So, Hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah, no, well, <laughs> Especially looking at me well, today. Well, you know, hey, I tell yeah. people I look more like a guard than I do the receiver guy. But No, I mean, you did, and it was fantastic. And I, you know, I'm going to see if you remember this game. I, I have an odd way of remembering just kind of random things, but I remember a game between Oregon State and Washington State that was just a track meet. And I want to say, I may be wrong about this, but I recall you catching like two long touchdown passes, maybe a long touchdown pass. But do you remember that game? Great great memory. And I'll tell you about that game, why it sticks out to me is I was fortunate enough that game to break the record at that time, uh, Vern Burke. Oh, yeah. Name from the past you probably know as an Oregon State guy. Yeah. He had a record for uh, season catches and i want to say it was like 65 or something now they catch 65 in four games you know <laughs> right, what i mean exactly but, yeah but back then so it, i did catch a bunch of uh, balls that day and one of them in particular was to to break the record break uh, Vern's right. record so very memorable game for me and then i also sprained my ankle that day and oh, it was early in the game okay and uh i'd come off on the sideline and i would stick my 
foot in a bucket of ice water right in between the series and then i'd go back out Mm -hmm. yeah so it was a very memorable game man i remember it very well i do too yeah i i I think it might have been on television it might have been yeah it might have been that day i think i remember i don't know if i was at the game in person but i remember watching it on television for whatever reason and i did you have a couple long catches in that game i caught three touchdowns that game which was very unusual you know for doing that so yeah that was one of my better games actually so good good memory i'm glad you brought it up too i could (laughs) talk about it that's right hey look at that you're talking the record so i want to say the score of that game was in the each team in the 40s it was it was it like you said it was a scoring fest and i can't even remember the the end score or what happened but yeah it was a great game to to witness yeah it was fun game who was the quarterback for oregon state we had at that time, you know, man, we'd gone through so many quarterbacks. I think at the time it was Scott Richardson. You remember that name? I do. I, Scott yeah. was quarterback, and we'd gone through John Norman and Dave White, and there was a bunch trying to find the right combination at times. Yeah. That's interesting. So were you there all the, the four years of Ferdinand? Yes, okay. yes, I nice. was. So Craig's four years were my four years. Yeah, and then after that, was it Avizano? Avizano came, came in, yeah. and yeah. I did a little bit of work with that staff as a graduate assistant. Yeah. So I was trying to finish up school and stuff and and uh, worked with them just just the springtime mm-hmm. but it was a real transition of personalities and how they were running yeah. things and they brought some of the south you know uh, mentality right to oregon state but uh i kind of remember too those teams the Furtick teams that you were on they used to do some fun things on the opening kickoffs yes move the the june taylor dancers yes yeah yep. you remember that Ex- exactly yeah. right yeah, yeah and that was you know one of the one of the first things, first times you'd seen that, you know, and then it became a little bit popular. People started kind of, you know, yeah. doing a little bit of it. But, and people today are moving a little bit on the kickoffs, right. you know what I yeah. mean? So Craig's up there in heaven somewhere <laughs> yeah. looking down and saying, that was my idea. That yeah. was it. Should have patented right. yeah. maybe. Because I remember they would have like one side of the field would run over to the other side and they'd just move all before they kick the ball. You're exactly right. Yeah. And, then, and then it became something that everybody was kind of watching and wondering what we were going to do this week yeah yeah it it was a fun thing so anyway so all-american at oregon state then as a wide receiver and then you moved on to play a couple years a year in the professional i I played up there for a year up in canada Canada. i went up to canada and i i was uh fortunate enough to get a year up there and then when when i went back my second year uh i got cut and probably could have gone to a team or two and kind of floated around for a while yeah but I was kind of done with it, to be honest with you. You know, I would kind of it's run its course. Yeah. I was healthy, you know, knock on wood, and and played and had great great times, great careers, great friends, all those kind of things. And mm. so life just moved on, and I was sure. kind of ready for it. Yeah, and into the coaching ranks. Yeah. And I know your dad, of course, Dick Corey, who you mentioned here earlier, and just really a, a legend of coaching in the professional ranks, even high school down in California, yeah. right? Modern day high school. Modern day high school. That's yes, right. Absolutely. But then on to uh, the NFL. Talk a little bit about his influence on you, because again, a, a real legend in coaching. Well, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. You know, first off, it, he was a great dad. Yeah. You know, and he he was a uh, mentor in so many ways. He he taught me so much about treating people right and and living right and be kind and you know all the things that really I've brought to. Lake Oswego High School, right, and and really take the program, and and that's what it's all built around. It's all things that my dad, and you know, he 
had come here once he retired. He came and worked with me for about 10 years. That's right. He would come up here. But his professional career, I mean, he probably was at eight different teams like they do. Mm-hmm. You know, So we moved around a lot. About the time he went in uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles was the time I was going to Oregon State just starting. So right. I jumped off the bus, the family bus, you know, and as they started moving around sure. a bit. Great career, though. Uh, went to the Super Bowl, one Super Bowl. You know, you talk to people all the time, and I say this all the time, even at the high school level, getting to a state championship game, it's hard to do. It's hard. And winning it, it's even harder, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember my dad's talking about that when the Eagles went. It was 81, and they went to the Super Bowl, and they got beat by the Raiders, Oakland Raiders at the time. Mm-hmm. And they never got back. So my dad, who spent 27 years in the NFL, got to one Super Bowl. Yeah. So, you know, as a player and a coach, it, it's it's so hard to get there. You know, it really is. And oh, so yeah. anyway, that was a kind of a, a disappointment. And then never getting back was sort of a disappointment in his career. Sure. But, but he had a great career and, um, you know, again, taught me so much about the coaching profession. I worked with him in the USFL. Mm-hmm. That was my first coaching stint. And uh, learned so much in the three years we were there. And then when he'd come and, and stay with me and be here for the high schools for about 10 years, he helped me right. at Lake Oswego High School. Learned so much, yeah. too. And it was such quality, quality time. So, yeah, a, a legend in my mind, too. Yeah, well, he was a legend. I got to believe, too, being with you at Lake Oswego High School, I bet you he enjoyed working with the high school kids. You know what, Dave? He he loved it. He yeah. really did. And he loved working with my staff and the guys that were part of that group, too. And they loved having him around. You know, he was – we almost had to pull things out of him. You know, he didn't want to get too much in the <laughs> yeah, way. Right, you know, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Too many opinions and, you know, sure. say too much. And we were just, you know, hey, tell us more, tell us more. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a fun experience. That's cool. But I like what you said, too. Not only was he a great coach, but a, a great father. Uh, great dad. You know, we um, one of seven kids, and uh, he was just a fantastic dad. And again, so much of, uh, you know, you, you hear people talk about things and, and ways of life and, and, you know, how to do the right thing or yeah. whatever. He lived it. Yeah. You know, that, that was the thing. As I look back as an older gentleman now, I look back, my dad lived it. He didn't just talk about it. Right. It wasn't it was never a part-time thing. It was, it was just the way he was. Mm. And, and it was as a kid growing up, you saw it and it didn't matter who it was that, that he was talking to or yeah. or what their position in life was or how big or small, you know, in life as you would, you know, yeah, one way or yeah. the other, you know what I mean? He, whoever it is, whoever it is. Yeah. And man, he, he just treated him with love and respect. And yeah. that's the way I am, you know, and it's all because of him. Yeah. It's beautiful. So you went on then to coach high school, be a head coach in California to start out. I started out as an assistant there. Okay. And I was with a guy, I was an offensive coordinator, if you will, back then. And I went from Oregon State, finishing up school when I got done with Can- Canadian League. Right. Went back to Oregon State. My wife and I got married. We've been married almost 42 years now. Nice. And uh, we went back there, finished up school. And then a good friend of mine and my family's, Bill Riddell is mm-hmm. his name, was at Crespi High School, which is a private school, Catholic school down in in the valley of Southern Cal. Right. So I went down there with Tim. That was really my first experience. I was down there. I was a PE teacher. No, knew nothing about teaching, yeah. you know, really. Yeah, right. But I was a PE teacher. And then six months later, my dad got hired in the USFL. And then I went with him to, to work. Gotcha. And yeah. then how did you end up at Lake Oswego then? You know, it was a godsend, to be yeah. really honest with you. 
I was at the University of Pittsburgh coaching. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had one of those paths that with my dad being in the profession for so long, being in the NFL, there were going to be a lot of doors open for me. You know, you you get doors open, you still got to be good at what you do. But I was at the University of Pittsburgh. So if you looked at the path I might have followed if I stayed in the coaching ranks, Mm -hmm. who knows? You know, maybe I'm, you know, a head coach at Portland State or something. No. Sure. But I had. Two of my three kids were born in Pittsburgh. I was on the recruiting trail, and and it is time-consuming. You're not home a lot. I used to come home and on Thursday nights have dinner at my house. Then I would leave, and, and I wouldn't see my kids again for about a week right. You know, with the way the profession was. Yeah. I knew it growing up. I knew what it was like. So anyway, I, I was laying in bed one night on the recruiting trail, and I just said, you know, I'm missing out on what my two young kids were doing yeah. i'm just gonna go back to oregon mm-hmm. went back to oregon of course my wife said what are you gonna do and i said i don't know <laughs> came <laughs> yeah. back to oregon and a good Get back friend, on the road. exactly <laughs> and my uh a good friend of mine put me to work two years after being here the um the uh athletic director at lake oswego high school mm-hmm. had heard i was back in town they had something, you know, kind of a unique situation where the coach decided he wasn't going to do it anymore, but it's June. So oh. there's no teaching spots. And it, so they had to hire somebody outside mm-hmm. of the building, which was very, very unusual right. at that time. If you think about it. You right. You always in, was a teacher at the school. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I went and visited with him once and I said, I just, you know, it's too, too much to do. And then I yeah. went back again. I went back to my boss. You know, he wants me to do it. He said, why don't you just do it? You know, it's a year. I'll yeah. do it for a year. Yeah. And I said, well, why don't you come with me? Carl Hallberg, who's, oh, yeah. a, who's a Beaverton guy, Oregon State guy. Yep. He was the guy that put me to work. And I said, okay, I'll make you a deal. If I do it, you do it. You know, and <laughs> oh, so right. we both did it. We And we've both been doing it. Carl's been with me the whole time. So no the kidding. 31 years. Wow. Yeah. So I agreed to a one-year deal. I said, I'll do it for a year, help you out in the situation you're in, and then you guys need to get somebody that's in the building and mm-hmm. do it like everybody else is doing and do it the right way. So, um, I, again, just a godsend the way it worked out. Yeah. And, you know, but it's been a great thing for 31 years ever since. So that one year turned into 31. That's fantastic. A couple of state titles along the way. And, Very fortunate uh, that yeah, way. That's that's fantastic. So. You know, you're, uh, as I mentioned in the open, you're a man of faith. I also know you from St. John Fisher Church. And I'm just wondering how that has affected how you coach. How, you know, does does faith play into the way you coach? You're at a public school, but that doesn't mean that you can act certain ways. No, you're absolutely right. It it, it definitely, it plays a huge part in my life, number one. Right. So it, it, when I bring it to the to the Lake Oswego, to the football program, to the people around me, it's it's no different. You yeah. know, when I treat it the same way. In fact, it's it, it's kind of kind of a funny story that you'll appreciate, and, and your listeners will too. My first year, I'm, I'm at LO. Mm-hmm. So before the game, I say the Our Father, yeah, Lord's Prayer, yeah. So the AD, I you know, kind of, you know, <laughs> what I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he's kind yeah. of looking at me funny, you know, and I, yeah. so I did it for like the first few games mm-hmm. and he was, cause I kind of bailed them out of a bad situation. Yeah. They were in. Yeah. So he wasn't real, you know, keen on almost, you know, correcting me, if you will, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I just want to yeah. kind of tiptoe around things. And so finally he came up to me and he said, you know, 
you can't really do that. And, yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of dumbfounded. Right. What do you mean you can't you do can. it? You know, and I'm thinking back, and this you'll, you'll find this like you would imagine. At modern day high school, my dad—that's that's how they always oh, did it. Sure. As a kid growing up, yeah, that's what I—I I thought it happened in every locker room. Right, I really yeah. did. Now, I obviously knew better when I went and coached at other places, and again Pittsburgh, and then here. But I thought, okay, this is my own program. I can do what I want. Right. You know? yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't quite the yeah. same. But yeah, my faith plays a huge, huge role in raising my family, um, mm-hmm. being with my wife, to my friends, and obviously with the with the Laker program. Yeah. And, and again, you you can tell just by the actions of people. I right. mean, and that's that's one of the things about you know living your faith is that. Uh, you don't have to be overt about it, right. but it's like like your dad. It's how you treat people. It is, and it's yeah. just it, it's very uh, natural, yeah. you know, and yeah. especially for me, very natural how I do yeah. it. And then some of the things that he really influenced me on things like, you know, and I tell our kids before we get off the bus after going on a road trip, hey, thank the bus driver. You know, simple things. You yeah. Know? The the custodian when they come right. in, they're clean. Hey, when you run into him, thank that. You know, it's just treating people. Like you should treat them. Exactly. Yeah. No, I I totally get that. And I I love that. And I think it's a wonderful way to go about the world. I mean, you know, if everybody went about the world. Wouldn't it be better? I mean, and and, you know, it's funny when you say that too. It's so simple. Yeah, it is. It it is so simple to do. It's amazing. Yeah, Yeah, it really is. So you've been coaching high school football now for over three decades. You've seen a lot of kids come and go. Times change from the time that you started coaching high school football to today, coaching high school football, have kids changed? You know, I, I, I the world around them has changed. changed. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I think you know my theory is kids are kids are kids. Kids are kids. You know, and and I think you know they're brought into this world and they're not bad. They're not you know yeah. they're not evil. They're you know and so. It's the environment that's around, and and now with the way things are, and the the new social media world, and the things that's instant, you know, gratification, mm-hmm. instant information, and those things has changed kids, you know. And again, it's it's more the environment, but I think as as again a dad first, how kids are being raised is is still the most important thing, sure. And the values they're taught, and the the, the discipline they're given and the line that you, you draw and they, they know where that line is, you mm-hmm. know, and, and things like that. I don't think any of that's changed, yeah. you know, and yeah, we're all in touch with, you know, this, this phone. And I, I think there's some dangers in that. Mm-hmm. There's some beautiful things in it too. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think the world around has changed more than, than the kids and the kids change with it. I get that, yeah. you know? Um, but again, as a, as a parent, as a, as a coach, I, I still preach the same things I did 31 years ago. Yeah. And again, about treating people and doing the right thing. And you know, I tell my, my guys, you know, there's, it's either right or wrong. Right. And, yeah. And by the time you're probably three years old and walking around, you know, right from wrong, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty simple. And, yeah. and then we have two rules in our whole program, do what's right mm-hmm. and treat people like you want to be treated. Yeah. And if you think about it and I tell our, kids and our families all the time. You think about it, those two rules, that's really the only rules you would need. Yeah. You know, think about it. Yeah. In life. Yeah, right? right. Yeah. Treat people like you want to be treated 
and do what's right. Mm-hmm. And everything else kind of falls underneath that. Really. Exactly. So yeah, it's yeah, very pretty true. simple. Yeah. Have you had to change? Have you seen yourself change over the 30 you know, plus I, years? I, I have. And, and some of that's, you know, change in like, for instance, um, the, the attention span of yeah, kids, you know, yeah. it's a little bit lighter and how much you, you, you know, the, the discipline of kids, you still got to have discipline, you know, mm-hmm. with, with what you're doing. There's a little more flexibility in the discipline. And what I mean by that is, you know, kids got a lot of things going on in their world right. that you and I didn't have going mm-hmm. on in our world. So true. And, and, you know, you talk about divorced families, you know, who knows what's going on behind the door when they go home, right. you know? And so the way they act or react or act out and things like that, I'm always huge on, let me find out a little bit more yeah. about it. So a little bit more patient, a little bit more, not black and white, mm-hmm. you know, that, and I, and I just think it's because of some of the things that, that kids are dealing with. So yeah. those kind of adjustments, but again, the core value of things mm-hmm. and the core value of what the program was built on, that will never change as yeah. long as I'm there. Can you, or would you agree or disagree with this? You can't be in this day and age, the yeller and screamer coach, not that you ever were, but you know, the point I'm making is that kids just won't react. I I agree with you totally. And you know, I think some of that is there's so many other avenues that kids can go and do things. You know what I mean? Even if it's sitting on their phone, they're happy doing that and and doing games or whatever, rather than coming out. So I think you got to be really, you know, careful with all this. I've never been like that anyway, but I right. think you're right. Those days are are gone. You know, I mm-hmm. think that the kids would leave the program and now their kids are transferring and I mean it's like the portal, you know. Right. I mean? yeah. But it's high school, you <laughs> exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're you're absolutely right. You got to change. And again, thank goodness I've never been like that, you know. And yeah. we've got some guys that'll we'll get on the kids, but sure. that, that again is like a parent, you know. Yeah. You, you got to raise your voice once in a while, but when I raise mine, you know, they, they pay attention, yeah. that's for sure, because I just don't do it very often. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's yeah. a reason behind it. There's a reason, it. right, right exactly. exactly. So over your 31, 32 years of coaching at Lake Oswego, ever have or ever offered, not that you have to answer this specifically, but higher aspirations like, hey, come and be the head football coach of the college, or, you know, maybe it's a small college. or I mean, what, what anything there? You know what? It's a great great question yeah. and i have had opportunities yeah. you know and i again i i go back to like i was saying a little bit earlier with my dad and his background yeah there there's i know a lot of people and even if i don't quite know him he knew him and they know him you know what i mean so yeah, yeah there were opportunities as we went along but i was so my whole goal in life when i left the university of pittsburgh which was a very good job mm-hmm. and a very good stepping stone if i would have been you know aspired to go on further down the road with right. it yeah you know i always said the number one thing for me is i'm going to be around my kids i'm going to raise my kids uh, i'm going to be involved with my kids and I look back nowadays, and I, I'm so thankful that I was led that way, and yeah. I ended up doing that because I was at my kids' you know lunches. I coached my kids, my two boys. I coached them, you know, in sports. Yeah. Um, I didn't miss out on much, exactly. you know, and I made sure I didn't. And that decision of doing that, I wasn't even interested in in mm-hmm. anything. Now, once they grew up, I had some opportunities. 
then you get back on that track and you're moving around and yeah. my kids are all here and I want to be around them. And now we've got grandkids, you know, exactly. so, no, I, know. so I made the right decision <laughs> yeah. for the right reasons yeah. and stuck with it. And it's, it's, yeah, I would yeah. never look back and wish I had done something different. I was listening to an NFL guy one time and he was talking about, look at, there are a ton of great athletes out there. Great football players who played collegiately better than me athletes but if you don't want to do it mentally it ain't gonna happen well you're right yeah and, and it's it's too hard it's it's, a, it's yeah. a strain on you if you don't if you're not into it mentally it, exactly you know what i mean yeah. and, and that's kind of where i was when i left pittsburgh really i mean yeah. i was more interested and worried and whatever about my family and my kids and and then that got to a point where what am i missing and then you know, you look back on it and, and man, it's over yeah. and it's done, you know? And I think some of that probably was what I grew up with. My mm-hmm. mom raised us for the most part because my dad was busy making a living for us. It was a great life being a coach's son right. and being around the teams and all that, but he was gone a lot, yeah. you know? And so my mom was seven kids. God bless her. I mean, she, she would mm-hmm. talk about a saint, yeah, man. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's a saint. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, that's, that's wonderful. Well, and I think too, you you did what you wanted to do, right? And and you were able to do that. Plus, you're you're a businessman too. Now, yeah. you you don't only coach, but you're you're a business guy. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm a sales guy yeah. for a for a big company, Field Turf, which yeah. is a synthetic grass. So that sure. part's worked out too. Yeah. And, and again, you know, I think in the coaching thing, as I look at it too, what we do at the high school level and the thrills and the nerves before games and the preparation. All that's the same. Yeah. It's the same as it is in the USFL, the NFL, whatever. Yeah. So you get a lot of that satisfaction from coaching Mm -hmm. and you get a lot more, I think, from high school because it's still a game Mm -hmm. and it's in you, the influence you can have on these young kids is what keeps us going, us meaning our staff and our our people. So let me ask you this now. Uh Oh, (laughs) does the, and I don't know if you know what I'm referring to here, but does the R word ever creep into the back of your mind? You know, I'll tell you when it does about every day people ask me, are you going to retire? When are you going to, you know, when are you going to be done? I I have no plans. You know, I know people make plans, you know, and I'm going to do it two more years or three. And like I said, mentioned coach Potter earlier, you know, he, he's got a goal, which is awesome. And, you know, and he's going after that goal. Once that's done, then. He'll probably step aside, maybe, maybe not. But sure. I really don't have any plans. I, I'm going to do it. I, I have I have a sense that when it's time to be done, I'll have that feeling. That, yeah, that right. not quite yeah. as fun. I'm not influencing mm-hmm. him as much. I'm not as patient. I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm very fortunate and blessed to have a job that frees me up enough to do things. And my wife and I can do things together, right. you know, and I could take off for the afternoon and, you know, no one's asking me where I'm going and things like that. Right. So I've got that freedom, which, which makes a difference too. Yeah. And again, I, I just feel like I'm still impactful and still doing mm-hmm. the things that a high school coach can do with the kids. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And I think too, like you said, you'll know when that yeah, time, I think so too. when that time comes, you'll know. It, I, I but, think so too. But what, what a great fraternity to be in though, oh, with man. all the coaches in this state. It really is, man. And you know, they're, they're, they're great people. Yeah. They, they really are. And you know, it's like anything in life. I'm sure there's, there's, you know, guys out there that do it so much differently that I don't like or whatever, but it's very few, mm-hmm. you know, it's a select group that maybe is like that. 
it's a great fraternity and, yeah. and they're very similar. And I got to believe that the high school coach for sure is in it for the right reasons. And and that's all about the kids, yeah. you know, and that doesn't get lost very mm-hmm. often. We're all competitive. We all want to win. Sure. But that stays in the forefront. Otherwise, yeah. guys wouldn't be around as long as they are. Well, and I think, too, people, guys like you, they love to coach, but they love to have that relationship with the kids and know they're making a difference. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's yeah. what keeps you going. Yeah, and how many times over the course of your three-plus decades of coaching have you heard from graduates, men now, who have come back and have said, hey, thanks, Coach Corey? You're, you're so right. Yeah. That's so satisfying. I get emails and, and yeah. notes and letters and I've even been around there so long. I got some kids that are coaching in the youth thing that played for me and yeah. they got their kids. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Exactly. It's like, yeah. That might be the time to get the R word out. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, I've been here yeah. a long time. But. No. What did I, I think it was Carrie Eggers. I re- read a story that Carrie had done about, I think it was on Mike Stutes. Oh yeah. And, yeah. uh, and Mike was talking about, he played football for you Yes. and he played baseball for Pat Casey, right? Steve Corey and Pat Casey, that's two pretty powerful coaches right there, and he made he made mention of that, and yeah. he talked about uh, the uh, effect that you had on his career in, in sports at the high school level, and then coached Casey collegiately. It was very nice. Well, being uh, in the same sentence as Coach Casey, I'm a big fan of his. I'm sure you yeah, are as yeah. a as a Beaver. And again, yeah. there there's another guy that lives right and does things right. Yeah. And, he was at the pinnacle of uh, where you want to be in college oh, baseball yeah. for sure, and, you know. And, uh, and he never changed. You know, yeah. he was always like he was, even at George Fox. And, yep. and then he moved on. And, exactly. yeah, he's a good friend of mine now today. He's yeah. a great guy. Yeah, wonderful guy. Oh, great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Well, hey, look at uh, Before we wrap it up, I got to ask you one question here because uh, I know both you and I are probably pretty excited about that. What about Jonathan Smith and Oregon State football this oh, season? Oh, man. I'll tell you what. He has done a great job. And I'm not just saying that now because of you could see it coming. You yeah. know, those old beavers like us and – what I love about it is his demeanor all the time. Me too. Isn't that, isn't that great? Yeah. I mean, really, I yeah. can't tell if we're winning or losing when you yeah. see him on the it, sideline. Exactly. And I tell you, they've done a great job of recruiting. I heard a story not not long ago about him, and there was a really good player, and, and he met with him, and just the way the guy kind of sat and the way that he kind of presented himself. Right. When he le- and this is a big-time guy, too. Sure. When he left the office and then the coach that was recruiting, they met later on, Jonathan told him, he's just not my kind of guy. Mm. Now, this is a very, you know, yeah. talk about yeah. selling your soul in a way, sure. right? Yeah. He would never do that. And and I really respect him for decisions yeah. like that. The type of players he has on his roster, mm-hmm. they seem like a big family. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, as an Oregon State guy, probably like you, very proud of what he's done it's so cool they signed him to a a long-term deal you know and yeah uh, yeah. so i'm so proud of him and he's done such a great job it's fun for us beavers yeah definitely like you said when you watch him on the sidelines you know there's a guy in control of what's happening. We're no kidding. Yeah. Wish I could be a little like that. <laughs> no, you are. Well, well. when when I saw the new contract extension, the first thing that came to my mind is, shoot, he's going to be making Steve Corey sort of money here pretty soon. <laughs> I told my kids, my two boys, because they sent me a thing on it and yeah, said, hey, yeah. look at this, dad, isn't this great? So I said, yeah, I'm thinking of asking for a $30 a year raise. <laughs> That's right. Just a little bump. Just a little bump. Just, just, just to feel good bump. about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Uh, Steve Corey, what a, what a pleasure to talk with you. Oh, man, it's I, been great. I've known you for years, and you're just a quality guy. Oh, and, thank you very much. Uh, a, a great coach, 30-plus years no. at Lake Oswego. See, now, now you know that you need to go a little longer because you got to get into the top 10 of all that's time That's right. Wins. I'm working on it, man. Well, you and I will get back together when that happens. <laughs> that's, that's right. We'll, <laughs> we'll celebrate into the top 10 of the most winningest coaches. Steve Corey, again, joining us on the podcast. Thanks for listening to On The Go. Podcast is available on the Hail Mary Media app, brought to you by Mater Day Radio. I'm David Endress. I'll talk to you soon.